is going on, everybody? What is good? What is cracking? It is Thursday, May 5th. It is 8.30. Happy Cinco de Mayo, fellas. Muted already, Dev. Muted already. Hey, uh, (laughs) tonight we have a special lineup of guests for our first inaugural show of the command this podcast for all you don't know you know we used to be the Washington football addicts and we have we have rebranded ourselves to command this you know trying to diversify ourselves diversify our bonds if you know if you if you catch the uh catch what i'm saying so we want to open this up with um, a couple good friends of ours fellow content creators fellow uh washington uh uh regulars well-knowns throughout the community so let's go ahead and welcome our man Mr. Rio Robinson, welcome to the show. Rio, how how you doing, brother? I'm all right. I'm doing great right now, man. How how are my fellow comrades, commanders doing right now, man? We we are we are good, man. It's just another day, and happy happy to get this new thing thing off the ground, and and happy to do with you. And and let's also bring on our our second guest tonight. Yeah, best for last, Rio. How you like that, baby? baby. Hog Farmer Key, fresh off his 60th birthday. (laughs) <laughs> or as he's known in the streets, Hall former Keith. What's up, guys? That's right. Hey, Keith. thanks for joining us, Keith. And there's Keith. our new banner. Command this. You know, we want to be more than just a sports podcast. If you if you attended our barber shots before, you know, we try to talk about a little bit of everything and you know mix it up. Of course, we'll be centered around Washington Commanders and stuff like that. But you know, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of everything, a little bit of life, a little bit of what's going it. on in the world. You know, what I'm saying, gotta gotta get out there, gotta gotta branch out. Love, and you I know, love it. There's more in this world to talk about than this fucking team. That's right. <laughs> Real got the Nats hat on. Hey, I'm rocking the red. It's game two tonight. Caps it's pulled weird. out a uh, put out a good win last. Uh, a couple days ago for game one versus Florida. But hey, fellas, as, as we get started, uh, for us, this is technically our uh, 116th episode. And this is going to be our quick post draft roundtable. You know, 2022 draft is now over. You could you could see the different emotions on Twitter, on Facebook. Everybody was happy. Some people were sad. I mean, y- y'all, y'all saw you guys were all part of it. But uh, before we get started, we always want to know with our guests, how did you become a fan of the Washington Redskins, Washington football team slash Washington commander. So, Rio, let's start with you and uh, tell us how you became a fan of this of this team that, that gives us so much heartache. I'm a thirty year I'm a thirty year old fan. I was born in ninety one. The team was fourteen and two that year. I was in diapers when they won that Super Bowl. I was about three months old. Three and a half months old when they won that Super Bowl, and clearly I'm the reason why the team sucks because they haven't been good ever since. But until I came into this world, but yeah, my parents, it, it, my my father and my mom, they passed it down to me. Especially my father, though. Like I'm pretty sure he just got her along the ride for it, but she knew her ball when she was here, rest her soul. But my father obsessed about the team it never felt forced on to me it was just kind of what my life was i just came out the womb in burgundy and gold and you know i'm just here for the ride i i want to see this team win 11 games go to a conference championship and maybe a super bowl one day and for those in my demographic of age group as a fan don't ever question our loyalty to this team because we have no reason to be here and we still are true story Loving this team made me start my own podcast, YouTube channel, and I'm able to spread my passion for this team, even my disdain, air out grievances, and a nice, raw, unfiltered forum. And you guys' podcast, amongst many others, was an inspiration for me to get going in this shit. So, yeah, man, I love this team to death. They do a lot wrong. I will never view it all through burgundy-coated lenses, but I will also not 
bitch and moan about every single little thing the team does. And it's not because I'm a fan ambassador. It's because I'm just me and I'm always calling it. I see it. Appreciate y'all for having me on again. That. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you haven't already done so, go follow his YouTube channel, Rambling with with Rio. He is killing it out there. Um, you actually inspire us. And I know you came in late to the game, but man, you killing it. Let's keep it up. Appreciate it, man. Keith. Keith, 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 welcome to the show, brother. Hey, what is your fan story? How did you become part of this? I was this, eating uh... some mayonnaise with my back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first of all, I don't eat uh, mayonnaise. It's Miracle Whip. Oh, my bad. Mayo. That's right. Tell them. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, the mayonnaise sandwiches, whatever. But, uh, man, I've told the story a million times, so I won't bore you guys. But uh, I grew up, man. My dad was a fan, and he really became a fan because uh, John Riggins was just a dude. And so he just started following the team from there and, you know, became a giant fan. And it kind of made sense to him, too, because he was military. You know, he did Army for 20 years. So, yeah. uh, you know, with it being in D.C., you know, it just was an easy selection for him. And uh, I just grew up with it. And like Rio, man, I wasn't pressured either. My dad didn't care if I became a fan or not. It's just was one of those things where, you know, when Pops is in the military and he's gone all the time, you don't really have that father-son bonding, Yeah, you know? So I kind of I kind of knew that the one thing I could do, you know, and bond with him was uh, watch football and just became a fan with him, you know? That's what's and up, here man. We, yeah. Here we are. Thank you for your uh, father's service. Um, that's good stuff, man. Well, fellas, we have our guests. We have our introduction. Um we really appreciate you guys coming back on with us and uh, let's get right into it. So yeah. round one of the draft, Keith, you were there. Tell us what the atmosphere was like at FedEx field. Yeah. So before the draft, the atmosphere, there was a lot of people there compared to the year before when I was there. Now, to be fair, you know, we had COVID going on, so mm -hmm. the restrictions had lightened up this year. Um, I, I want to say that both, especially this year, it went really well. There was a lot of alumni there, some that I didn't even know was there until I hopped on Twitter and saw pictures. Um, you know, but there was a lot of alumni there. They were on the field signing autographs. They were back in that content room, uh, hanging out with the podcasters, doing interviews. Um, it was just a real laid back atmosphere. You had long lines, but people didn't seem to mind uh, going to check out the, the new stuff that was done in the locker room with the new branding, uh, that type of stuff. Uh, I know it was also mentioned that they're ripping out those carpets. So for anyone that hasn't recently been, you know, recently been in there, that locker room looked dingy as hell. Let's just be honest. But uh, it looks like they're doing a lot of stuff in there to uh, update it, which I thought was cool. Um, you know, and then they had, uh, you know, this blow up, uh, field goal, uh, type deal for the kids, you know, to kind of keep the kids a little busy. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it was quiet, you know, because you didn't have loud mouths like Rio there. Um, <laughs> you know, it was quiet, but you could tell everyone that was standing on the field, they were kind of just taking it all in people, meeting people, you know, type ordeal. And that's pretty much the reason why I went because this year I'm heavily focused on fan engagement, man. I get that this team sucks and this team has sucked for years and people don't like certain things about the new branding and so on and so on. But man, it's like when you get there and, you know, you start meeting all these dudes and just, you know, understand that we all share the same passion for this team that has been awful. And like Rio said, we still here, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, it was my goal that night. I didn't really want to chum it up with alumni, even though I would have hit up Mark Rippin if I'd have known he was yeah, there. But anyways, right. same with Doug Williams. Those two I just still haven't met in person. But anyways, um, you know, more importantly to me, my focus there was just to hang out with people, man. And just, you know, we chat every day on Twitter. Why not, you know, meet the people you talk to all the time? And so the atmosphere was just real laid back. It was cool. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um they were serving alcohol, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I saw they were selling tickets for what? Was there any Bud Light though? Yeah, was uh, there was there was Bud Light there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> not, not not Heineken. Yeah, no, they had Bud Light there. <laughs> you know, so they you, you they announced that whole departure, but they still got that thing in the stadium, no? Huh? Oh, there's yeah, no, there's no dummies. Money up there. Well, there was yeah, still a Bud Light sign up there too. Yeah. You know, the Bud Light really... Pavilion still exists. Yeah, Bud Light Pavilion still exists. Ruin just drink Strohs, anyways, man. I just it just drink Strohs. I don't know if you remember yeah. that one. No, what is that? I have no idea what that is. I know what he's talking oh, about. Man. I know who Stroh's is. That's that's in that PBR <laughs> category right there. I think Dev and I are close to the same age. We yeah, right. I've seen that before. Um, <laughs> what about um? So I'm guessing they were there was just everything was up on the big screen. Um, how crowded? How many people do you think were there? Like in, in your opinion? Oh man, I couldn't even guesstimate. A couple that. thousand? Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it was almost considering to be like the park and party event. Okay. Yeah. So if you were there, were the alumni just everywhere or you had to have special passes to get in with the alumni? Yeah. So good question. So they did have a VIP area. Um, and when I first got there, I hit that area up. Um, I needed to grab a drink. <laughs> um, there wasn't any alumni there at the time. Tanya Snyder was there. It looked like the, the VIP area is what Tanya was really hosting more than anything. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I wasn't, man, I was just anxious to get out on the field and, you know, I love, don't get me wrong. I love some VIP, but as a hog farmer, you don't want to seclude yourself from people. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to yeah. like, we, we never want to come across like we're better than other people or we've got certain access over certain people so we didn't stay for very long i literally grabbed a drink and and um you know we had we head out to the field but uh later on in that evening um i guess as alumni were showing up that's where a lot of them were um and then i, I think there was designated times that you had uh current players and alumni in the uh, content creator room i poked my head in there that was crazy they had tables set up they had the circle lights you got Man. that circle it looks like you got that circle light Rio. ring light yeah yeah, yeah. Ring I, light. better than me i would have been like you ever, you ever seen the episode of Dave Chappelle when they gave out reparations did you need a invite for the content creators or how, how did that work? Was that just, if you got a ticket, you could go there or did they, they reach out to specific content creators and said, Hey, we want you to come and broadcast. Real, you, you were, you got that invite real, didn't you? Yeah. yeah they, they, it was an invite. Um, Rebecca Katz, the new head of communications and PR for the team. She sent out a bunch of invites to content creators and it was a nice bill. Like I, I was going to go up until like the night before and I ended up just going to chill with my boys and we all cooked and just had yeah. a good time and live streamed it. But yeah, I'm definitely seeing how it turned out. Like I definitely, you know, I regret a little bit not going, but I had a great time round one. Honestly, I would have been acting the ass around Tanya Snyder in that many way because at the time I was getting my feelings out. 
I would have been out there, fuck this pick, all types of dumb stuff because you know I needed a night to sleep on it. But ultimately, yeah. I was glad. With, I was glad with how the first round turned. Here's so what I'll tell you: don't regret it because they're going to be doing that. They're going to be doing yeah. more of that. That content creator, I think, was the best part about the entire draft. Oh, yeah, they told me. She told me they got plans. She told me they got plans for us, so we got to hold it. We got to hold them to it. She said they well, got plans for us in this season. And even though I run a podcast, I really don't. I really. I don't know what the others are going to do. I really have no interest in doing any of that. Um, you know, I know you guys love podcasting. I'm, I don't, I don't have a love for it. I just do it because, yeah. you know, I love my boy, Jesse and, you know, I Hey, wanna... well, shout out to Jesse and the, the bleeding burgundy yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Those guys, those guys, you know, they, they put a lot of, you know, yeah. ton, you know, a ton of effort. So I would have liked to have seen them in there and yeah. hopefully they can, but you know, honestly, there's a bigger picture to all of this that I really want people to pay attention to. And uh, the idea of the content creator room, if you look at the big picture of what Jason Wright's doing, you know, we went global with iHeart. So basically, we dropped them mm -hmm. bum ass FM stations, right? Um, for the most part. And that's a calculated move. Jason Wright's playing chess, they're playing checkers. And Forward the thing thinking. is. Yep, forward thinking. He's being innovative. Mm -hmm. uh, they're done with the negativity, man. They are yeah. done with all this negativity. A lot of this stuff that's coming out in the news don't even have anything to do with half these people that are currently in the building. So they're they're looking at uh, they're they're looking at ways to be innovative, man. And that content creator room, that was a sure enough saying. We don't need these FM guys. We got plenty of guys like Steve, like Dev, you know, like Phil, like Rio, just. Name you can name a ton. There's no one like me, baby. I'm telling. Well, we know that, but <laughs> you got. You got Tommy, though, that, I got something for you. You got guys out here doing things for free, right? Yeah. Talking about the team and the passion they have for this team, free and they publicity. understand. They understand that, that we really don't have to do any of this. They you better know what cut I'm that check at some point. Well, <laughs> right, right. If you're good at something, never do it. For Here's the bold move. Here's the right. bold move in that because I I, I kind of had a, a similar thought process. But I, here's the bold move. They also know that we're more unfiltered, mm -hmm. positive and negative when it comes to this franchise. Yep. And they're betting on that, and I think they see it as our kind of engagement is better overall because positive or negative publicity is publicity and it's more relatable to a lot of fans exactly because we, we, we are fans yeah. Yeah. so we got to target rebecca we need to get that invite man we, we, we're not on that sure. level yet but we gotta, sure. we gotta, we gotta i'll we shoot your email as soon as we get off of this yeah show. Let's i think go. that content creator room is going to change the game and i think yeah. in in two years we ain't going to be looking towards dudes like jp Fenley. that's just me hey they bought hey, uh, uh, they, uh, i can't say i can't speak on it i can't speak on it too much but they said they got plans for us for camp whether that be ashburn or richmond too so right. expect that sort of thing in camp this summer. That's God. I mean, podcasters were at the fan appreciation day last year at camp. Everybody. That's where I got to finally meet Rio and Keith. And yeah, it was a reunion. We were all there. We I, yeah. I got all the pictures and the vlogs of it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, I'm, I'm the feedback we got from the team on that was they loved every single minute of it because uh, they know we were the ones that are putting in our free time to, to talk about this. And so let's just take a moment to recognize that we have three fan ambassadors on this show right now. Yeah, hey. Rio and Keith. Look hey. at that. We got three. I don't know how often that happens, but look at hey, us. Look at us, man. Taking look over the world. <laughs> uh, but fellas, let's jump right into the into the, the draft recap. And like 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 Rio said earlier, uh, there was there was some emotion 
uh, going on there. And this is what the team released. So this is th- these were our picks. So I want to I want to get through and um, and see what your guys mental state was at the time this was happening. I think Rio, I was trying to catch a little bit of your live stream. We were live streaming too, but um, so re- quick recap of the first round. You know, we were sitting at eleven. And we trade back with um, uh, New Orleans, and 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 uh, we thought we thought at least we thought it's going to be Kyle Hamilton going to be Kyle Hamilton going to be Kyle Hamilton and then Baltimore one pick ahead of us we dropped back to 16 at 15 15 Baltimore got him 14 14 um Kyle Hamilton was gone I know Dev was hurt we we did our predictions on your prediction show you know Phil and I both said uh Drake London who went way earlier than 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 we got him and then uh Dev Dev did say Kyle Hamilton but um so so Rio, give me give me your thoughts on on Jahan Dotson. He's not of the big four wide receivers any of us were talking about leading up to the draft, especially you and all your your pre draft stuff. So, how did you feel about the first pick, man? Don't hold back. It was funny because I probably had him at like wide receiver six, wide receiver seven, but at the time I was so one like I thought we were just trading back just to say we traded back at that point. And I was so convinced and fixated that it was going to be Chris Olave or Jamison Williams. I'm a short-sighted, close-minded fan to the first round this year. I was like, it's wide receiver or bust. I never want to see a wide receiver room where the wide receiver, two has like 900 yards different than the rest of the room. But it's like bad. Like our second receiver was J.D. McKissick with 380 yards last year. So it was wide receiver or bust for me. So we trade back with Alave, Kyle Hamilton, and Jamison Williams on the board. And immediately, the team we trade with takes Chris Alave at 11. Then the next pick, the Lions come flying up from 32 to 12 for Jamison Williams, a guy coming off an ACL test. So that tells you how special that guy is. Would have been the number one had he not gotten in. He would have been number one. The way way Rio broke it down, though, he broke it down. I'm not gonna lie. I felt like I heard the. I thought I heard that going on in the background. Like, hey, Rio was breaking it down. But you're right. It's crazy. Like the the value we got for the pick too. Like to go from 11 to 16, you usually expect a third and a fifth. We got a third, which we recouped since you know the Carson trade, and we got a fourth round pick, and. We ended up trading that and flipping that for some more shit. So it could have just been Kyle Hamilton or Chris Olave, and we flipped that into all this shit that you see here on this list. My initial reaction was, John Dotson's going to be a slot receiver. He's even smaller <laughs> than the Ohio State boy. He's like wide receiver yep. 10. What the fuck are we doing? But yes. I know this, I know Dotson clearly, though, because I watched what he did to Maryland last year, and I've seen him play, and he played with a terrible quarterback. So everything yep. he did do was absolutely earned. He wasn't my preference, but I think we may have found something here, and he's for sure starting for us this year, and he should play a big role in the offense. And I'm glad they went offense and didn't take a fucking defensive lineman or like a guard yeah. at a, at, in the first round because I would have I would have really blown a gasket. Flipped out. Hey, welcome to the stream, Marcus and uh, Ziga. Marcus, good friend of the show, always always sharing content, everyone's content for that matter, his group Sports View too, um, everywhere. So Marcus. Arcus's family what's up um and so keith tell us what it was like at when they drafted at when they announced that first round pick when they were shown on the big screen what how what was your reaction first off personally and, and what was every else everyone else's reaction at FedEx field 
So I was actually supposed to fake my reaction, um, if that makes any <laughs> sense. So what? they told you to be happy, get excited, Keith. Yeah, camera. because there was a gentleman down there that was taking some snappies, right? And so <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, you know. I, I basically script. said, "Man, I, I, I can't, I can't fake something that you know. I just can't do that. You know, you're, you're going to get a real reaction if you want it, you know. And then I, and then I'll give you my real reaction, and then I'll give you a fake." reaction afterwards and you can use whatever one you want from there and there's a reason why i'm telling you that because uh, of course dotson you know gets picked and my first initial reaction was i put my hands on my head and i said who who's that now i'm not a college guru like you know guys like rio i don't go that far back man i can't it's hard man with two kids it's hard you can't watch rio's like rio's like college football basquiat over here man yeah i don't know about all that man all i I knew is is when this dude got drafted he broke everybody's mock drafts on twitter yeah that's why i make fun of people who do mock drafts i know that everyone does it for fun but it's funny this year yeah, know. because it it's never great. plays out for the most part. No. It's fun. My, it's my fun. draft started breaking as soon as pick three because when Stingley came off at three, which I call, like, I knew he was going to go before Sauce Gardner, but drafts just started breaking worldwide at that point. Yeah. yeah. So basically, what I did was, you know, my my reaction was, all right, well, you <laughs> know, I mean, I'm no football guy, you know, when it comes to picking these guys. I'm like, obviously, there was some kind of plan. The thing was, is I was with you guys. If we were staying at 11, I was gung-ho for uh, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. It wasn't 30 minutes before the draft when our girl Tanya Snyder is telling everybody Ron wants Drake London, that that was his number that was his number one guy. That's who he wanted. And I know it was reported See, a little bit later. I think Rio hey, had Drake, I Drake too. It. I said Drake London. I think Rio had Drake too. Didn't you have Rio? Didn't you have him, Rio? At no, 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 no. I, I saw that the, the steam was growing for Drake London, but I thought it was going to be Wilson or Olave. Okay. Yeah. I still Not, think if Wilson doesn't get taken at 10 by the Jets, which absolutely made me fall off the couch, I think we might have put Wilson at 11. Yeah. You yeah, and, so, uh, and Jalen were at the show that little. Oh, my video. God. Because we were building it to existence. Like, yes. The Jets don't need him. They have Elijah Moore. Yeah. They're gonna play the same role for them. Like, oh my god. Well, <laughs> Phil, Phil is a Penn State fan. So I'm, I'm sure he's probably happy to have a guy like Jahan Dotson. I got to watch Jahan Dotson. That's why when people were like, Who's this bum? He wouldn't have gone till the third round. I'm like, Okay, that's wild. What? <laughs> this guy's got yeah, hands. A legit first round pick. Legit hands. first round pick. Yeah. So if if un- now when they drafted him, my first thought was, well, if Wentz goes down, at least we know that when Heineke throws the ball over his head, he will catch it yep. because he's got hands. You mean Sam Howell? Now, granted, that uh, process changed by the fifth round, but we'll get to that. But, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, man. he only had two drops all year. Caught- and he's hands catcher, too, not a body catcher. Yeah. How many um, times have I preached about hand catching versus body catching on this? Antonio line? Gibson. Talking <laughs> yeah. about Terry, too. Terry be body yeah, catching his ass off sometimes. Marcus said Washington could have traded back twice in the first round. They probably could, like Rio said, we thought we might have traded back I just to trade back. That. Just to trade back. I, we, it probably was possible. It, it I, I, was, I wasn't mad at uh, Dotson to pick. I think he's, he's a terrific player. I think he's worthy of being picked um, in the first round. My problem with it is that, man, you, we have the worst linebacking team in the entire NFL, bro. No, I'm like if you're gonna, there's no other team with worse linebackers than Washington. 
We couldn't take. I mean, we couldn't I, take. We couldn't take off ball backer in the first back to back. Man, no, nah, I wouldn't have done that. But I was thinking you could at least win and got one of our other weak positions like Kyle Hamilton out of the way. You could have had Kyle Hamilton, and you could have also had Dean. It's you know off, what I'm you saying? Gotta, and, you, you had to go offense, man. Third offense. You didn't have to, I get. I get. The, I get the need and want for offense, but you really think about it, Dotson. Unless he's outstanding, unless he's like a Jefferson, like fine, like that. He's probably not going to catch more balls than Terry or Samuels yeah, or McKissick or Thomas. But if he takes attention Ooh, off Terry, man, then that's, he's that's worthy. Cool. That's cool and all, but you could have got to got to take attention on Terry in the second round. But he can also ball though. He can so, ball. I'm not. I, I don't think. I don't think that's a bad player. I'm saying that I don't think he's a bad player. I don't think he wasn't worthy of the pick. But I'm saying for Washington, you could have got a guy who immediately. Is a day one starter guy you look for in your offense day one going to be on there 50 something snaps a game? And now you got a receiver, now you got a receiver. Dotson is going to be a catch If he catches, if he touches the ball 50 to 60 times, that's a win. But you're looking at a guy who's going to be on 100 snaps a game sometimes or something. You know, that's a whole in a a position where we needed it. Worst case, Diami or Sims had to start as third receiver. Worst case, we had Diami or Sims starting the third receiver. They could probably catch 40 or 50 balls, bro. You could have got one of the receivers in the second round picking. He could have caught 40 or 50 balls. With the ball in his hand, though. They, he's a I playmaker. Agree. I agree. I agree. But whatever. But you're going to see a whole lot of uh, – you're going to be seeing your boy from Tennessee that got traded to Philly next year running AJ deep down Brown. the middle of the field, running deep across gonna, the middle of the oh, field oh, against, against right. nobody at Mike and McCain. And the ball not going to make it to him because Jalen Hurts sucks. Time out. Time out. <laughs> you, want about, you want to talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face, all right? A.J. Brown wanted all this money, so he gets traded to Philly because Tennessee won't pay him all this money. So now he's going to get all this money. And in exchange, he gets to have Jalen Hurts throwing the ball, and he has to live in Philly? Bless him. Man, McC- <laughs> McLaurin had Heineke throwing the ball, bro. He ain't got – who drew take it for me? Ain't <laughs> it, I mean, I mean, I don't feel bad for him, man. I mean, that Tannehill wasn't really lighting the lighting the world on fire. You well, know what I'm saying? It's a no, let me, let me, he's a, look, I'm not the biggest Tannehill fan either, and I've got to watch him in person. Well, he's significantly better than Hurts, though. Fellas, let me let me let me let me bring this to the forefront. So, in my opinion, if you draft a wide receiver in the first round, specifically the top 15 ish. That's a wide. That should be a wide receiver one. You don't draft a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three in the first I round. I think it, it depends. But, but I mean, hold on. Do you, about, think, do you think they were drafting an insurance policy on Terry McLaurin Hell in no. case they can't get a deal done? Hell Maybe, no. That's what I want to ask you. Hell no. Either, either way, though, look at it like this, man. Washington Andrew. picking receivers in the first round is about as bad as Johnny Depp's choice in women, man. Yeah. Hey, shout out to uh, show up, show out the football team. Thanks for joining. He said Dotson going to be looked at day one. Ron's a team guy. Dotson's Dotson's a starter. So, I mean, you might as well call him a one because he's going to be starting opposite Terry on the field, on the outside. The starting lineup is going to have Curtis, Terry, and Dotson on the field when we lose. Who do you think will have a better year next year, Hamilton or Dotson? He said what? Who do you think will have a better year next year, Hamilton or Dodson? I mean, Hamilton's going to be out. Right, that's who we should have picked then, right? That's who we should have no, picked. No, hell no, no. I don't even think we would have used Who's Hamilton. Who's the better right? player? Who do you think is going to be the better player? Hamilton, right? Hamilton, he went to the place this, he was supposed to go. You don't trust you don't trust the organization that would have utilized Baltimore. him. Correctly. You don't trust the guy. You don't trust Washington to pick a safety and use him right. 
But you expect them to pick a receiver. Yes. Out of, out of any of the yeah. team with only picking receivers. Yes. It's like receivers and second yeah. round picks. It was receiver or bust for well me. With. It was receiver or bust for me in the first round this year. So I'm with the shits, bro. Man, he yeah, better be good. He better be better than Hamilton, bro. He better be better oh. than Hamilton. Like oh, Hamilton, if Hamilton or Dean have a better career than him, dog. Yeah, Kobe, Dean, how do you compare that? Though? He was at sixteen. How yeah, do you compare know. that? Like, it's what's a great your question, Eric? Everybody says Hamilton's elite, game-changing player. You could have got him in the third round. Talking about wide receiver versus safety. How do you compare? Yeah, which one did we need worse? A wide receiver or a safety? No, he's talking about how do you? How do you? What are the metrics to say which one had a better year? Right. Easily. One of them might be a pro bowler. One of them might be an all pro. One make the all rookie team. Which one did we need more, though? Our second best receiver had 300 yards last year and zero touchdowns. Man, and you could argue the second best receiver could have been a running back. I think that's an arguable. Act yeah. Point. And the, well, well, second best receiver, second best receiver was me. I wasn't even yeah. counting. Adam Humphreys was number two for us with 300 yards and zero touchdowns last year. Our second, third, and fourth. And fifth option that receiver didn't play, bro. You know, Thomas didn't play. Uh, no, 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 didn't Deami play. played a lot. Deami and Milne got a lot of tick. And did Thomas a lot didn't of play a lot. McKissick didn't play. There's a lot of you know what I'm saying. Samuels didn't play. There's a lot of balls that didn't get thrown. People that could have got balls. Snaps. He got way more than enough snaps to finish the season with 12 catches for 165 yards. Did that Milne finish? He with enough snaps to finish with more than nine catches for 80 yards, bro. And that's this is my point. Ass. You make him up one. I told you they can't make receivers good. I told you this. Well, okay, but maybe obviously they've drafted one high since I'm Dotson, sorry. and none of these guys here were picking when Dotson was still like. I mean, that's, that's what everybody says. These guys weren't picking. Man, get me a who's playing Mike, man. Answer that. Who's playing Mike? They'll figure that out, man. Fuck a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Please score more than uh, the game. All right. Well, we spent yeah. enough time on the first round game. pick. Let's let's move on to the to the roll tide connection, nineteen going points second a game. And third, third, yeah. second, second and third. I round. mean, we allow. Um, we picked up Fedarian Mathis in the second round at forty-seven, and then Brian Robinson Jr. for a running back in, in at the ninety-eighth pick in round three. Keith, how do you feel about another Bama defensive lineman? And then, what's your thoughts on that running back position in the third round? What do you feel about that? Yeah, so, you know, that DT position, I, I kind of had a feeling something like this was going to happen. I, I wouldn't have guessed second, but, you know, when that uh, pain news dropped, that was that was dropped on purpose. That was basically to let the fans know, all right, this guy's not getting re-signed. We're going to have to make it up elsewhere. So I guess they took a look at uh, Federian and said, you know, this guy's going to bring value. They probably, you know, from what I've read and seen, it's almost like Fedarian's kind of got a, a, a better skill set um, than than Payne. But, you know, that's to be determined out on the field. I don't know. Everyone always has an opinion, and, you know, some some believe so, some don't. Um, so it was a little surprising. But at this point, at this pick, it told me Ron is not drafting BPA. Ron is drafting to fill needs in upcoming needs. It almost looked like to me, Ron knew that he was also drafting guys. I, I know this is going to sound stupid because the draft is supposed to be drafting for the future, but we, we have a team where we're not lucky like that. We don't just draft for the future. We're drafting for this year. Right. So right. I took this as Ron is basically, he's now going to grab guys that he feels are going to be solid. 
Um, so instead of going after your Kyle Hamilton at 11, you know, and dealing with that type of contract down the road, he was going to just bring in some solid yeah, guys. Then we hate dealing with good player contracts. You know what I'm saying? We're I know. Pay I, 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 Twenty fucking million dollars a year. We we'll, we'll let we'll let Trent go to a team and almost go to Super Bowl for a fifth round pick that don't you play. You might as well it's just like, say you hate Coach Ron then, because you nah, know man, I like party. Ron. I feel like I'm like, 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 King. Is it your King? That's how I feel. Like Killmonger right now, man. Yeah. Like, you made my point for me. You know what I'm saying? You made my point for me. Well, Brian Robinson was also a need, too, because we all know about Antonio Gibson. You can't tell me they drafted him by knees and didn't get a, and they, and they could have picked a linebacker in the second round, too. They picked I, a I, 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 agree, I agree with the running back pick 100%. The same. I mean, I can see that they. I understand where you're coming from about the linebacker because that's something that every – I mean, I think everybody on Twitter learned what the hell Mike meant this year because that's all people kept saying is Mike, the, Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> they sounded like the damn camel on that, that – and Mike, it's home, dude. Like, if, it if just, the fucking D-line actually performed to their fucking draft status, linebacker's right. job would be so much easier. True. And, Cole, can we also keep, can, can we also keep in mind that we only run two linebackers 75% of the time? I also think that we only run li- we only run two linebackers two linebackers seventy five percent of the time. Hey, we're only in Vegas. Yeah, we ain't got one. We ain't got Which one. Is why Buffalo Nickel became like we're gonna the, be seeing a lot of Cole Holcomb and the... Jamin Davis, bro. Like I don't know why people expect that. I like Jamin Davis though. I like Cole Holcomb too. Him on the field all day, when it's not gonna happen like that. So I want the guy who can guard the middle of the field, I'm bro. Claiming the term, by the I way, I truly it's believe. Not- that I truly believe that we're going to see Landon Collins back on this team. Um, Please, somebody. And there's, and there's reasons behind that. Now, obviously, it may not happen, and I'll look stupid. But what's Hawtower at? Who got well, Hawtower? Is he still out there? Who? He's still out there, Dante Hawtower. Yeah, Man. but the thing, but the thing is, is you know they they really like Collins. Collins towards the end of the season started to fall into this role that everyone was talking about, and he was all right with it. The problem was, and this is the great thing, and I was on top of this shit right because I wanted to know what was going on with Collins. And legit, dude was about to sign until that Wentz news dropped. And that Wentz news dropped out of nowhere, and that's because this team wasn't waiting. They weren't going to get – they weren't going to let this sit and ponder. They made the decision. Well, as we know this story, unfortunately, they had to come back and be like, yo, can you take less of a discount? You know, can you take even more of a discount? And so Collins is like, no, I'm not going to. But once he hit that market and saw that there ain't a need like there was for him, you know, uh, when we picked him up. There ain't any need for him. Nobody's right. touched him. And so I think his agent, yeah, I think his agent's going to be like, oh, you've already established a relationship with these guys. Do you really want to bail out somewhere else and run into the same problem? Um, so in my opinion, I feel like my man's going to be on this team. So then I don't think we're going to have to necessarily freak too much out about the linebacker because of what Phil brought up. We're only running two at a certain you know, most of the time, time. Yeah. most of the time. So like that's why day. everyone started mentioning Buffalo nickel. And that, like I said, that was the next gener. you know, that was the next word for generational talent. I don't, when we were drafting Chase Young, it was, position flex. Yeah. Yeah. Generational <laughs> talent, generational <laughs> talent. Tell me what that means. Now, what does generational talent mean? No one can really tell me. 
And Steve will tell you it's not Buffalo Nickel. I've been preaching this. It's Hero Back. Uh, <laughs> hey, Rio, I want to get your thoughts on this one. So Marcus Marcus says, I like the pick, but Rivera messed up the defensive tackle. We could have resigned Tim Settle. So we got Federer and Matheson in the second round. You I know, think we, we let Ionis go and, and Tim Settle go. So how do you feel about the, the two DTs leaving and then the, the Delta being Federer and Matheson? I feel like the player they picked, like, makes sense for what we've lost this offseason. I'm just I wasn't a fan of where we picked them because I feel like we could have picked them in like the fourth round. But I don't know shit and we don't know anything about value. This whole draft proves that none of us, even That's the experts, correct. experts know anything. Like we've never seen a draft like this, bro. Like fucking Nicole Dean was almost a fourth round pick. Yeah. Malik Willis and Sam Howell and Bailey Zappi went before Sam. It, it was a crazy draft with value. So I hated the Federian Mathis. But I knew the player was. I'm sitting here like we're looking at the board. You see Brisker. And at the time, we didn't know about all these things with N'Kobe Dean. I thought it was 100% going to be N'Kobe Dean. I was like, Jack Del Rio and Ron aren't going to turn up this classic linebacker style. But then we find out he has a laundry list of medicals, and he's, like, refusing surgery on a couple things. Peck injuries. Peck Oof. injuries, shoulder injuries, Soft all types issue of in the pack. You, it's yeah. hard to come back from that. Brian Good Racco, 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 Racco knows. Peck injuries in this team. You think that's you think us getting for Darian Mathis? Who I, I like him, by the way. Um, would I like the linebacker, but I do like the guy. You think us th- getting for Darian Mathis will lend us a plan more 5-2? I, I think he's going to fill in kind of like the Matt Ioannidis role, but he's more of a space eater. Like, Matt Ioannidis played over 50, 60% of the snaps last year. So he's getting, like, I think the theme of this draft was getting older players, experienced players that you could just pop into the lineup right away they're not projecting for the future because they know in year three with who our owner is it's time to show some fucking results you have on paper the league's 32nd ranked schedule they want players that could come in right now and they could yes. just throw them out on the field uh, and get all i'm it. saying is the old dan would have dropped the hamilton i'm saying hey man <laughs> I'm I, and i'm glad he was on his fucking boat on uh, the third round pick brian robinson though I love that pick because I've said all offseason, Antonio Gibson needs a running mate. He needs to be in a back-by-committee situation. I'm not sure he should get as many touches as he's been getting. I don't think he's ready to take the, the battering and the bruising of the position. He lacks vision. He leaves a lot to be desired with leaving yards on the field. And when you lead the league in fumbles, Ron said it to Julian his one-on-one yesterday like four times. Ball security, ball security, ball security. This guy never fumbled one time in Alabama, and last and he's had over six hundred touches there. So yeah. I'm you ever pay it. attention to when when Gibson gets tackled? I feel like he always falls to the ground all ugly. Like it's his run style. <laughs> like he's he not. He runs he's not built to be a running back, bro. He runs right. like a receiver. Man, he is built to be a. I will, I will give Gibson credit because you can obviously tell that he's responding to coaching as the season went on. You saw that he went from how he usually runs with the ball, which is down low like a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And he was bringing that thing up tight and tucked towards his shoulder yep. as the season went on. Now, that's a habit that you have that, that's not easy to break because that's mm-hmm. your natural position of holding the ball. Yep. Always, but I think that you know taking him taking the carries off of him gives him more extended value as the season goes on. Spells him. Yeah, exactly. Keith, let me ask you. He always, always loses so, the ball standing up too, man. He never like it's a but, hit but, but, but fellas, listen, and this is really for Keith. 
we traditionally keep three running backs, active running backs. So you got Gibson, McKissick, Patterson, and now Robinson. Uh, not Patterson. Pick. That's it's what not I'm Patterson. So <laughs> who, who is the odd man out? You Patterson. got four. Practice squad Patterson. I think they'll keep four. Yeah, Keith, what do you, what do you think, Keith? Yeah, I think uh, if he doesn't have a spot on special teams, he's going to hit the practice squad. I mean, someone might have interest, but again, you know, he was a preseason MVP, but, you know, this season, he's a great story. But, you know, there's always a great story to, you know, a lot of these guys that come out. I mean, we always want to, mm-hmm. we always root for the underdog, and that's what he is. But like Samus Reyes. The, yeah, candidate. exactly. The, re, the reality <laughs> well, is, though, I will is, say this. I will say this. For as low as Patterson was picked and everything, or if he was an undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. you know, his stat line isn't horrible. No, know? he's not terrible at all. But I think that I think that Brian Robinson does a lot of what you expected out of Patterson better because he's more physically gifted mm-hmm. than Patterson, just because he has the size. Patterson's kind of like Maurice Jones drew poor man's version. Whereas, you know, or, you know, whereas Robinson, I think, is going to be more of your traditional power back. He's a straight ahead north south runner. And he's, and I think well, that the fact that, and I think that him pairing him with Gibson is great because Gibson doesn't go down like uh, as easily as, say, you know, McKissick does running the ball. And that way you're not trying to use McKissick so much as a running back. Keep him as a third down guy, keep him as a pass receiver. You know, Robinson's also a great. Uh, pass protector. He's the best pass protecting back we have on this team already. So, yeah, that part and we work. need that. We need that. We've seen what happens when our backs, we've had two quarterbacks go down with season ending injuries due to backs not picking up the blitz. Brian Robinson can block. When's the last time though that we had a breakaway touchdown from a running back where it was a long, long touchdown? Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Peterson oh yeah, yeah, we got one right where he yeah. he was running out of gas at the end. Gibson has that Portis thing where he just can't Portis. break away in the open oh, field. Like, yeah. He has so a screening annoying. pass, so but fucking. Not, but when he takes a carry, he can't do it, and he misses gaping holes in the line. Sometimes I like I like Gibson. I love Gibson. I just felt like a back by committee, a duo back there could get it done and if ron's trying to recreate d'angelo williams and jonathan stewart we just got the jonathan stewart of that mix and and shout out to gibson though he was saying he does miss holes but i think a lot of times he uh outruns his block and runs up you know linemen's backs because he's an impatient running back because he just got turned into a running back you know i, I think that'll come but i i like the i like the robinson pink in the third round man he's a he's a legit starting nfl running back Yes. Yeah, and last and last, my last point is, I don't believe in paying running backs. You got Gibson on contra- under contract for two more years. You already put that next guy, get him in rotation, get him rolling because when that contract's up, it was thank you for your service, and we we, we ran the tread off the tires. Now you go take them shits elsewhere. It's the same with Dallas. Team. Like they just did the Dallas. same thing. Like they're just smart about their decision making process and. You know, like I said, when we talk about you look at this draft, it's unlike what we've seen before. I mean, I truly believe their decision making process, they knew what guys they wanted and they did not care about value and now perform. Yeah, they were just looking at, all right, we we need to get this guy this round because he might not make it to our next pick. And I think that that's the way that, you know, they they took a look at this whole thing. But, you know, I'm wondering if we're ever going to see a true fullback position come back. I feel like it. Miss it. Larry Sellers, you know, 
who was 36? Brain fart. Um, Darrell Young. Darrell Young. I mean, yeah, like, oh, what a good, what a good position to have, man. And I, I think that that's what they truly like Brian Robinson for is his blocking ability. So yeah. I, 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 I think you're going to see kind of a glimpse of a fullback scenario, but it's not a true fullback. Not yep. that boy, that boy, that boy will end up RB one by the end of the season. Watch. Hey, yeah. you know what? Bye bye Gibson. Uh, Marcus there says we got a great combination of power, Robinson and, and speed. Gibson, maybe we can use him in Samuels and Debo Samuel roll. I think it's time for Scott to Gibson. I'll have something to say about speed. Me and Jalen, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. Gibson put on too much weight when he made the transition from receiver to running back, and he put on like a, a, too much bad weight, and it slowed him down. He hasn't looked like he's played at four three four four. Or barely four or five speed. Is is it because it's slow and indecisiveness because he's learning the position, or is he just not hitting it? He's not moving like he did at Memphis. Right. That's why right. everybody says split Gibson out at receiver. Right now, he's not moving like he could do. He lost weight. Well, apparently they told they said today he lost 10 plus pounds in offseason because he needed to. He just hasn't been moving like he, that Memphis guy that ran a four three at all. Yep. Never seen I'm fine with that. Run. Because now we, when you got Robinson, now you don't have to worry about running Gibson on all the power runs. You yeah. don't have to run dive and gap with him all the time. You know, let him run, let him run off tackle, let him run belly, let him run those those runs that go outside the guard, mm-hmm. and then let yeah. Robinson. Half the damn time we were trying to QB sneak fucking Heineke up to me. Either that or we're running shotgun. <laughs> we're running shotgun. Oh, third right. and one is shotgun zone. I don't want to get frustrated yeah. again. Let's move on to our fourth and fifth rounds, fellas. Then we'll close out five, seven, right. seven. The good so, stuff happens. Percy Butler, safety at seven. Uh, excuse me, safety at uh, round four, one thirteen. And Sam, how round Ow. five, one forty four? Had we been the Red Wolves, that'd have just been a perfect pick. But uh, uh, Rio, we'll go back to you, man. How do you feel about Percy and uh, Sam Howe in the fifth, man? Sam Howe was rated, I want to say he was the QB, arguably QB three in this draft for a lot of people. Uh, fell all the way to five. So w- what's your take on the uh, Percy Butler and Sam Howe picks? I'll start with the Sam Howe pick. Incredible value there. You know, we throw around value left and right. Like this is a guy coming off of his last year with Yami Brown, Javante Williams, Daz Newsome. Michael Carter and company who was plus 225 to be the first overall pick of the draft this year. And all his talent, all this talent at his school left. They went to the league deuces and he was out there by himself. His line sucked. His weapons sucked. And he managed to still put up 24 touchdowns under double digit interceptions. And he ran for 850 yards and 11 touchdowns in a bad year coming off a 38-touchdown season and a 34-touchdown season the two years before. I like the guy. He's like – he has the moxie and the swagger of Taylor Heineke, except he actually has a grown man's arm, a beautiful deep ball, and can throw outside the boundaries. He's a gamer. I like him in the clutch. He's a guy that he's a guy that one day, if given the chance, he could be the guy here. But there's no quarterback controversy. I don't expect to see any Sam Howe outside of August when him and Diami are just tearing up preseason lineups this year. But as soon as he learns that offense, though, Taylor might be holding the surface pro behind him, though. Yeah, we played four last year. Yeah. Keith, how, Keith, how do you feel about those two picks, man? Hey, I'm looking best case scenario, bro. I don't want to talk about another season where we're playing three quarterbacks. Don't stop it. Stop it, Dev. So I like the idea that they brought in a safety at four, which told me that they hold high value to this guy as well. So, you know, I've got nothing to where I can speak on where I think he fits, but 
Um, again, you're still not neglecting a defense where, you know, we still got St. Juice that needs a lot of, uh, has a lot of questions as well. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but I'm not going to get too far in depth. What I love about, uh, our quarterback selection is finally for the first time, it's a little bit weird because we don't know what we're going to get out of Wentz. We know that there's potential. We know that there, you know, there's, it's low risk, high, you know, high ceiling potential and, you know, we really need Wentz to be successful. That doesn't necessarily mean you got to tear it up in the playoffs, go win a Super Bowl. We know that's not happening, right? And it's probably not going to happen never next year. Never say never, goddammit. Well, listen, I'm old. <laughs> and and I, all I've seen is losing since uh, the 91 season. All I've seen season, is losing, so. but don't say hey, that. Hey, well, listen. Justin Bieber, I'm, I mean. I just, look, I'm trying to be a realist here. I just don't yeah. see it. I don't love Justin Bieber either. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> But uh, what I did like about what I did like about how we're finally in a position where we can actually, you know, roll quarterbacks over. I mean, we were every year we're spending, you know, trying to find a guy just to hold us over if we can't find the guy. Right. But now we got a guy that could, you know, has a high ceiling to be good. And let's say, you know, he, he remains with us, you know, for three, four years. Hopefully we got how, you know, in the cuts watching. I love the idea, like uh, uh, Rio said earlier, no pressure. He can really sit and learn the game. It's going to be up to him on on what he wants to learn. And uh, if Wentz's time is up, you know, at a certain period of time, I think we got a guy that can roll into that QB1 position and keep it rolling. It's kind of the same thing that I said, and I hate to bring up this team, but it's really the only true example I have is, you know, the Cowboys. You had Troy Aikman, then you had Tony Romo. Yeah. Then yeah, after Tony Romo, you got Dak, Dak Prescott. Now, yeah, you're right. They're not winning – Tons of playoff games. They're not winning yeah. Super Bowls, but they're staying cons. They're staying they, went, they, they went through some. They went through a little bit of dreck between Aikman and Romo, but between I feel you. Right. But yeah, yeah, of course, it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, the team the still remain competitive. They were competitive, oh, yeah. and I look at this because we've been terrible for so many years. This is a crawl, walk, run process, right? We've been oh, yeah. crawling for so many years. Yeah, now we're just trying to walk. You know, and we have that ability to walk. And then hopefully if we don't get what we need out of Wentz for, you know, these next couple of years, I know anything can happen. I know he's only on a one-year contract right now and he could be let go and so on and so on. But if it plays out, we just need to get to that competitive level. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I want to keep walking with this team to get to that competitive level. I, but I can't say Super Bowl just because I don't see it. Yeah, that's that's a good – that's a very good analysis. And we just need consistency. That's, that's it. it. Just yeah, exactly. And and with the Percy Butler pick, I read somewhere, I forget which which guy wrote it, National Pundit, but they said he's the he is the best free Chris safety Sims. in this draft. Okay, Chris it Sims. Chris Sims. The best free safety yeah. in this draft, and we got a steal. And they then Marcus that? Marcus says, um, you know, we got this year's Camp Crow. So my argument would be we don't need another Cam Kerr. I mean, I think he's just another playmaker. If you and put a free save, that's a free, that's four, three speed. And Ron even yeah, said to Julie, speed, yeah. Ron said to Julie in that one-on-one -on -one that they, the team dropped yesterday that we're going into this with Percy being our third safety. And he's going to play at minimum 53% of the snaps. So there you go. Watch imagine imagine Percy Cam. And then if, if, if Landon comes back, he's in the box. Boom. I mean, there you go. I mean, I, I know we've resigned Bobby McCain. Hey, I, mean, but... I love, I love to bring Landon back for a care. linebacker, though. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. You don't want Bobby McCain out there, Phil? No. Oh, man. Bobby McLean, man. Bobby right. McLean. There's no way I can go with Bobby McLean. Well, my, man picked off, my man picked off Jake State Farm and got a contract out of it, bro. 
How many, I mean, yeah. how, many, how, many, yeah. how many how many interceptions? <laughs> just just nice. just give y'all quotes here. How many interceptions does Aaron Coffin have? Which one of y'all hey. tell the answer to this? I mean, in his whole one, career, in a reg, in regular season game, okay, how many how many interceptions does Aaron Coffin have? One. Z, zero, son. Yeah, zero. Zero. He been playing for nine years, bro. I got yeah, one interception, to Aaron Coffin, bro. Damn, man. I got we like when you look up an Aaron Coven highlight on YouTube, what they gonna show? You see him making a bunch of deflections. With Bobby, it's more preseason. like it, everything looks like a miscommunication, or he's out of place all the time, and someone's just go. streaking past him. But I, to his credit, man, McLean, he bought up the last four or five games, dog. I'm not gonna knock him. Last four or five yeah. games, he wasn't the problem. He was better. He was better. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people got better once they got put into the position that they're successful at. Especially when we know. got to the point of the schedule when there were shit quarterbacks to play like Jake Fromm. <laughs> uh, I feel like but, the adjustments that were made last season were just too late. Like, but Keith, you're right. That's a coach's job. You put your players in position to be successful. That's your job. Yeah, well, yeah. you do, they got to they got to they got to show up once you do. Adjustments. Yeah. We made adjustments. We went on a win streak, and then everyone got hurt or got COVID. Yeah, the COVID. Right thing when we goes. started to get it figured out, everything went to hell. Yeah. Who had the best draft in the division then? I think Eagles, maybe. Philly? Nah. I'm not looking forward to seeing Jordan. Um, the Giants had uh, like two yeah, layups, five and seven. And though they had the best top heavy draft. If you count AJ Brown, I guess the Eagles had the best. Yeah, I guess. Division. Yeah, it's hard though. They we'll, still have Jalen Hurts at quarterback. One hundred percent. That yeah. does not put any fear in my heart, <laughs> bro. I think I could outpass Jalen Hurts. Oh man. Well, let's finish this up, fellas. Round five, seven, and seven. Uh, Cole Turner out of Nevada at one at round five, one forty nine. Chris Paul, offensive lineman at Tulsa, round seven. The real Chris 30. Paul. The real Chris yeah. Paul, not the DC Chris. The Paul. singer or the or the uh, point guard. Chris Paul, the R and B singer Chris Paul. Have y'all seen his music video? No. He oh sings R and B. Yo, bro, he goes by the seventh, and he has a song called Mother Nature. Please watch the visuals when we get off the live. Stream. <laughs> no, no, I only watch it if you listen to Cole Beasley's mixtape on title. Oh, listen, we, you know, we, he, he can sing, sing like you could cancel the rookie showcase at camp already, bro. He's good, but y'all. <laughs> For obvious reasons, so, please watch it and tell me what you think. This guy I'm really giving you, I'm giving you, you the Negro Priest look, bro. And then, and then we picked up uh, Christian Holmes, hey, quarterback at OK State, round seven, 240. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big tight end fan. I love tight ends. Yeah. Cole Turner, I think he's oh. gonna be a great pickup. I love him because he's a pass. He's a pass catching tight end. I don't want no more. Yeah. Put your put your finger in the dirt. That's why Logan Paulson don't like him because he could do things that he couldn't do. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll wait for fucking Chris Cooley's opinion on Cole Turner because right. this motherfucker just wants to put his finger in the dirt and care about blocking and just, let John yeah. Bates do that shit. We yeah. need somebody that can catch a thing. Logan Paulson. Like he's all right, but he ain't no Logan Paulson. You know, what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> Depending on how was not, last, not a good one. The last true well-rounded tight end we had was Cooley. Yeah, right? yeah. Somebody who could block, yeah. catch everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Hey, Logan's gonna be back better than ever this year, man. I Logan, got, I got faith. We understand is that we are loaded at tight end right now. Love like, Logan Thomas, man. It's my favorite the, player on the team is Logan Thomas. We can run a lot of two tight end sets and then just throw whoever we want because let's not we're forget three, we're three and go on. as much as Bates. It's talked about for being a blocker. He showed he can a, he, catch the ball. Yeah, he's got hands like we were talking about how dots in his hands. Mm-hmm. He doesn't drop passes. He got a little bit of wiggle when he gets it too. Yeah. He's no he's no Jeremy Stinkle. I, I oh Lord Jesus, 
I, I think stone hands. To, stone hands. I, I think we need to. I, I think, think we have to. to I think we need to come to a realization as a family and as a fan base that Samus Reyes is not going to be a tight end in this league, bro. Yeah, He's that one's going to hurt, but it's reality. It's your fullback. That's your fullback. Right. That's a big ass fullback. Practice squad legend. He could be a hey. He could be a fullback. Fast enough. Strong enough. Big enough. Man, well, fellas, I think we've I think we've culminated. We're, we're coming up on an hour here. Um, we just want to thank Rio and and Keith Hawk Farmer Keith for for your time this evening, fellas. This this has been this has been fun. Um, loved you guys have have you guys back on some some time. And before we before we go though, you know, we want to give you guys let's do a couple round of shout outs. So keep start with you. You got any shout outs you want to you want to throw out to the community? Why 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 you got Mike? Yeah, I mean, really, the only shout out I have is uh, June 11th. We're doing that golf tournament uh, with the Hog Farmers, and we're teaming up with Bob Early uh, and 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 that, and just you know, gonna raise a ton of money um, to bring in. So that's gonna be cool. Um, you know, so if anybody wants to check that out, they can hit hogfarmercharity.org. Other than that, that's it, man. I've just been hanging out with everybody on all their yeah. shows and just uh, having a good time. So it's cool. That's dope. Hey, Marcus, thanks for joining. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Be blessed as well. Yeah, we usually sponsor a hole at that tournament, so I gotta, we gotta, we gotta get on that one. So uh, appreciate yeah. that. We got some other things coming in the works too. I gotta yeah. stay silent about it now, but we working behind the scenes and some big. When is that gonna... tournament again, Keith? June eleventh. It's down I south. It's down town. down south, Everybody. southern Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. I will be in South Carolina. Unfortunately, I can. You're closer say. there than you are where you are now. Right. <laughs> all, of, all of those places seem like places black folks are not going to be at. So <laughs> I'm not going. Tiger Woods golf. So you're good, man. You're yeah. Good. Again, again, uh, right. sounds like a lot of places that black folks. <laughs> hey rio you got the mic bro who you shout outs man what, what um, you shout out to the content creator community for the commanders man it's like a family like it's really dope yeah. like there's a bunch of guys who have never met each other but we all interact on twitter we see each other in person it's like we fucking go way back me and steve got that 703 that woodbridge connected yeah, big Doug too. fred m lynn middle school go hornets yeah, fred lynn you know what i'm saying <laughs> We went to the same middle school for y'all that don't know. Like, that, is crazy, right? that is crazy, right? That is crazy. Not at the same time. Because I'm, no, I'm definitely not at the same time. But yeah, shout out to them. Shout out for the people behind the scenes for the um, team that are actually putting in work. We had an ambassador meeting on Monday. They're doing some things for the 90th anniversary. I think people are going to like it. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say what I'm about to say. The patch looks good. I'm going to say too. no more. Yeah. I'm not going to say no more. But... How, come, how come you give us more information than Phil does, man? It feels in-house, man. <laughs> they, they, shit, didn't, they didn't tell me about the meeting until it was too late. That's I didn't get to yeah, I, I, The only reason Phil, I know is because yeah. someone posted the Slack zone in our group chat. And like I was like, where we have a meeting tomorrow? But yeah, there's a plan for the 90th anniversary. Uh, the patch looks good. That's gonna be commemorating it, and on the jerseys. And there's a line, and there's some things they're working on. And I like what the team's doing. There are good people in the organization. There's a, we we all know who's at the top, and but there's good people in that building. Stay the course because I think the people that they have in place, they're gonna set up something special here, especially when a new venue is, comes out. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Well, hey, for everyone listening, if you catch on the replay, uh, please go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are unavailable at all year. We can get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, big shout out to Keith and the Hark Farmers. If you haven't followed them, please go go check them out. 
doing great things for the community, great things for a great cause. Um, it's always good to have people like that. It, it really warms the heart. And uh, once again, another plug for Rio. Thanks for coming on. Um, Rambling with Rio. Uh, go check out his YouTube channel. Um, it, it's just been great, fellas. Hey, we look forward to many more of these sort of things as we move forward. Oh, yeah. It's only April. I mean, excuse me. It's only May. You're Ten in wins. spring. Ten wins. You heard it first. So the excitement is here. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> funny because um, we haven't had this sort of excitement in a while. I don't want to get too excited, but it's it, it's good, man. Yeah, you I know. get excited. Ten wins. Yeah, ten wins. That's what you're. Plus, you know what? Ooh, yeah. Ten. We'll we'll we'll, tack, we'll tackle that later on. We'll yeah, that'd be no, that that's that's schedule is schedule's out next week. Schedule <laughs> it schedule is. It I'm with you, man. I'm with you. It, no, it is the easiest schedule in the NFL on that paper. Already on paper. On paper. On paper. Yeah. Correct. Last year, I think we were top. We were top ten. Top. 10, we were like the. Well. We were like the fourth hardest schedule. Yeah, it was. Year. It was the rough. League last it was year. rough. That's why I was pissed that we made it to the playoffs because we were fake as hell. We were a fake playoff team. Yeah. yeah. And we had to play that schedule. Let's, that let's open up. Let's open up versus Chicago or Houston and get this shit cracking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Marcus says, uh, "Go bet on your horses Saturday, Kentucky Derby." Oh yeah, Dad, hey, I, I, Kentucky, I, man, I might be there. Derby. I might be there, bro. I, Put on your suit. I, this your kid. I can't run. I can't run from bullets like I used to. <laughs> it's like the worst part of Louisville, man. I don't know. Like, if y'all go to Louisville, be careful. It's like three places you don't want to go, man. West yeah. End, Broadway. You don't go anywhere that has a hospital on the street, bro. Just stay away from that area. Anything named after a black athlete, any street named after a black athlete, don't oh, go there, sure. bro. For sure, yeah. or black, or black, like political, a like, black if it's black, like if it's, it's Mal- if it's a Malcolm X or MLK. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's, 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 hey man, it's it's, it's easy because it's Louisville. Y'all know his name is Muhammad Ali. Don't go there, bro. Hell yeah. Someone's <laughs> waiting for you up there. Oh, <laughs> it's hard. Don't go there. But if you just want to see the horses, it's cool. See, y'all don't get this no more education on, on a regular basis. This, this is what we bring to the table. So, all right, oh, fellas, I just try to pick all black horses because I want to. I want to predict this right now. I want to predict what? this. Louisville basketball winning the all next year. I'm telling you this. No. You got like five five stars, baby. It's coming. They got five. No. You bringing back Rick Pitino? We got five. We got, we got Kenny Payne, son. Oof. I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know about you that. Got the, you got and Danny, pain and Danny Manning. Huh? You got to feel some pain when they don't oh, we win. Gonna be, we going to be barreling with them bones we had last year. Yeah. All right. We signing off. Go follow Command This. We are we are rebranded. Here we are. Thank Please. you, Keith. Thank you, Rio. We love you guys, man. Yeah, we we'll catch yeah. you on the flip. Peace. Oh.